0: hello and welcome to the first in football show i am your host tobias brown and folks we are back with another 2023 nfl draft prospect interview i'm joined today by vanderbilt commodore maxwell worship maxwell how are we doing today man doing great feeling blessed how are you i'm doing well man i'm super pumped to have you on the show I want to start where we start with everybody, you know, and that's coming out of high school. So the recruiting process for you coming out of high school—you played your high school ball in Florida, correct? Yes, sir. So yes, I... where would you no, play we're... at down there? Because I know there's some like elite high school football down there.
1: Yeah, I went to uh, Cardinal Gibbons High School in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I think the past in the past five years they've won three state championships. So I mean, yeah, you're you're right on the on the part of elite elite uh, football in Florida, and so... that's definitely one of the elite teams in South Florida, so. What was the recruiting process like for you coming out of high school? So I actually didn't receive my first offer until the the end of my junior season of football. I started getting recruited uh, my spring going into my junior year, but I didn't have the film to back it up because my first two years I was on JV, and so I didn't move up until varsity until the end of sophomore year. Uh, JV and whatnot. And so I was kind of a little bit late on the recruiting side, not as late as like, not like last minute late, but I was pretty late compared to like the top recruits, whatnot in the country and whatnot, and just things of that sort. But uh, I ended up having uh, 15 offers uh, to SEC. The rest were like ACC and uh, Big Big Ten and like kind of just West Coast and whatnot. But um, I think the recruiting process wasn't really that tough for me. It was, it was actually really, really, really cool. Um, it all happened like very suddenly, like following the end of my junior year. Uh, uh, when it came when it came down to like my top three schools, it was really between North Carolina, uh, Miami, and Vanderbilt, which were the three teams that I re- like heavily considered out of like all the other offers that I had. And my, the thing the thing about Miami is crazy because uh, they they had never offered me, but they were recruiting me as if I had an offer because they they had all their spots filled up for my position, but they were waiting for one of their Commits to decommit and uh go to a different school because they kind of had an idea. Well, they kind of knew that that that's what was gonna happen, and so they were gonna offer me on the day of signing day. But I didn't want to wait that long, and I also just knew that I didn't want to, I didn't want to play football or go to school in Florida. I kind of wanted to go outside and like uh, go outside of my comfort zone, go out of state, and Vanderbilt is where I was leaning towards the most out of all the schools, even from the beginning of the recruiting process. And so I knew where I wanted to go off rip. it. So yeah.
0: You know, and you got to Vanderbilt, made an instant impact. You know, and Vandy's kind of been one of those programs. It's had some high moments. It's had some low moments. You know, we're going to get into a little bit later the high moments you guys had this year and how impressive your season was this year. But talk about when you step on campus, you know, you talked about you were a guy who had 15 offers. So you kind of, you know, were used to being one of the better players your last couple years of high school. What was it like when you got to Vandy? Was there any, like, you know, shock, like, holy cow everybody's this good or did you feel like you caught on pretty quick
1: um so the thing about that being from south florida um one of the top football states in the country uh, i've competed against the best with the best um, my whole life really since i was little i've competed against like people that are in the nfl right now and um so competition has never been something that we that I've shied away from, or that people from Florida shied away from. Like it's all the same, really. And so, believe it or not, going into going to Vanderbilt, like within my position, I was I was one of the lower ranked recruit. I was like the lowest ranked recruit between the other two safeties that I came in that that came in with me, and like some of the other corners and whatnot. And so, I mean, it's, it's it was nothing new to me. I've always been an underdog all my life. I've always been the one to, I mean, stats, stars, they really don't matter at the end of the day. Like, what matters is, is if you compete. Like, knowing exactly where I came from and what what that is and just kind of applying it to being where I was at, knowing my purpose and knowing what I wanted to do was what helped me to um, get on the field early, just not being scared, being confident. And also, I, I got coached really, really well in high school. Like, I had a really, really good high school coach and Coach Montiel, who's the defensive coordinator and the DBs coach at, uh, Colonel Gibbons High School, who's also really connected to a lot of different colleges, but he kind of got me ready for, like, just learning schemes and just learning the playbook and whatnot, and so I think learning the playbook was was really the, the hard – like, the that's what got me on the field, but then also just, like, my play style and the way how I play and just not being afraid was what um, kept me on the field and whatnot, and so um, I think the biggest change is the fact that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a higher level of football. You know, you're playing in the SEC. You're playing against yes, the best of the best, but when you know that you've you've played against the best of the best growing up, where you come from, I mean, it, it doesn't really make a difference. It's just you just all about adjusting and having the right mindset.
0: You know, and at Vandy, you had some instant success. You know, I think to a blocked punt yet against Ole Miss late. Yeah. You know, can you talk about what that was like? You know, just you talked about the confidence, knowing like, hey, I've gone against guys like this before. You talk about you know <laughs> what it felt like to finally have the you know, the gratification too of, Hey, my plays backing it up too. Can you talk about what that was like to kind of show people, Hey, it doesn't matter what you rank me. I'm just going to go out there and ball.
1: Yeah. So like going into camp, like, well, going into my freshman year, like I knew, I knew I had, I had, I could play. Like I, I just knew I could play. Like I told my position coach at the time, I'm like, coach, I'm trying to play. Like, I don't care if I'm starting or not. Like I want to play. And obviously, you know, special teams is an opportunity where you get to make a play. So special teams is, is, it's like it's 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 a, it's a one shot one kill mindset. So like you get on special teams, like you get you get change games with with what you do. And I've always I've always prided myself in being a football player, being able to play everything, play anything. And special teams is something that I look forward to because I know that I can. I, I I'm one of those guys who can make that impact on special teams or whatnot. And so it's crazy because beginning of camp of my freshman year, like we had started doing like punt and like kickoff and all that stuff. And like, I had already started making plays and, and there's one day in particular that we were running punt return and I blocked the punt like in camp. And so after that, like I was going to, I knew like I was going to be playing a lot on special teams throughout the season. And then I, I got also, I got a chance to actually play a lot on defense as well. But, um, I think towards the end of my freshman year, like I, 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 uh, I wasn't playing as much as I was on defense. and I was just playing, like, mainly special teams uh, on the back end of the season. And so, like, I was a little bit frustrated about that. But at the same time, like, I was going to make the most of my opportunities in matter. And that So, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, like, we had – I, I just vividly remember we had a really, really good play, game plan for how we were going to block the punt and how it was schemed up. Um, They had a lot of weaknesses and, like, a little – just just things that, like, we could see that, like, it was very possible to, like, get a blocked punt. And so I just took advantage of the opportunity when it came – in that game and yeah uh just fruits of fruits of labor like it was something that had that i've been working on throughout the whole season so for it to come to fruition it was huge and um that's just that's just a recipe for life really really it's all about repetition all about you 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 play like how you practice and so just doing it all all the time on the practice field like it, it came to fruition on the on the game field so
0: you know and for folks who may not be as familiar with vandy football When you got, when you were there, when you first got recruited, the head coach at the time was Derek Mason. Yes, now the defensive coordinator at Oklahoma State. Right. While you were there, he was let go, he was fired, and they're bringing a new coach. I want to ask you, you know, because a lot of people don't understand, (laughs) when there's a coaching change at the collegiate level, there's a lot of uncertainty within the program. For sure. You know, when Coach Mason got let go, can you talk about what your emotions were like and, you know, at any point, were you like, "Hey, I, you know, what's my role going to be in the new, you know, staff?" Or was it a pretty seamless transition? Um,
1: it was a little bit in between. Coach Mason was ultimately one of the main reasons why I went to Vanderbilt, uh, just to have a blackhead head, coach, and someone so personal, personable, and also just brilliant on the defensive side of the ball, and just brilliant in his own in his own way, and in itself, like he was, he's a great human being, he's a great person. Like Coach Mason is. Coach Mason is is that dude, and so like when he left, like it hurt a lot. It did hurt. it did hurt a lot. But um, I mean, Coach Lee came, and I had already known like, like I had a really good relationship with my athletic director, with like really just like my teammates and my team, and so I kind of I kind of got a feel for who Coach Lee was, um, very early on when he when they were first announcing him coming to our school to be our new head coach and everything that I heard about him was great and on top of that I had a I had one of my best friends that went to Notre Dame at the time he had nothing but great things to say about him as well and so I like I was kind of I was kind of um a little bit weary about it but at the same time like you don't commit to the coach you commit to the school and at the end of the day I really felt like I really felt like it was just an opportunity to really take advantage of uh it's, it's just an opportunity I, I see everything as an opportunity so I just thought I saw it as an opportunity to be taken advantage of, and just take initiative and um, build on something that that I could later look back on and just be happy that things are where the way they are now because mm-hmm. of the decisions that I made in the past and whatnot. And um, coachly kind of helped uh, help promote that and encourage that. And um, I mean, the, the, I will I won't say the transition was seamless. It wasn't because there's a lot of moving pieces between last year even last year to now. But, um, I think I'm better for it for sure.
0: You know, and I think the program is, you know, trending in the right direction as well. You guys started the year this year going out to Hawaii and I want to ask you, what was that experience like getting to travel out there, you know, see the atmosphere and then also, um, probably have one of your best games. I mean, as a yeah. player yourself, I mean the team obviously played amazing, blowout win, but you yourself had a fantastic game. That, that was year. probably
1: my best game. <laughs> but um, nah, man, that was the that was one of the the greatest experience I've had as a football player. Like, cause I'm a I'm from South Florida, you know, so like I'm big I'm big on the beach, I'm big on the water. I like I like looking up and like stargazing, looking at just beautiful sights, sightseeing, traveling. I like I just I like art and that's like art in its own way. And I um I just like being immersed in nature and that was everything I could have asked for. Going to Hawaii was a huge blessing. That was that was an amazing experience. I can't I could say so much about it. I could say so much about it. But like just being in Hawaii, having the opportunity to um to 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 not only play there, but to just get immersed in that culture and um bond with my teammates. That was by far the best experience experience that I've had in my football career yet, and um, that's something I'll remember forever. And even even like to top that off, the game that I had, yeah, it was, it was it was a great game. But also like just seeing like all of my teammates like ball out how they did, and really and see all of the work that we put in like all of spring and fall come to fruition. Because like early on, like people were like like they they scored like the first touchdown, like everyone was like oh like, but then we we kind of bounce back and just, like, refocus because we know who we are at the end of the day. But, like, that just – that seeing, seeing all that happen and, like, seeing all, all this, the smiling faces on my teammates and um just making a statement that we made, like, that was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. I, I kid you not. You
0: know, and you guys had several so, impressive yeah. games this year. You know, you guys played against Kentucky – and upset them, and then you yeah. guys also upset the Gators. You know, you guys beat Florida this year, which, you know, like you've alluded to, you're from Florida. So, you know, what was it like to be able to get a couple big SEC wins this year and really kind of shut, you know, a lot of critics up about, you know, hey, Vandy football this, Vandy football that. What was that – what were those moments like?
1: Yeah, we um, we know what we're capable of. We know we know that we're a good team, especially when we're on the same page and we're, when we play together, and we, we showed that throughout the season but just not consistently. We didn't show it. We didn't show it for a full game up until Kentucky and Florida. I think we showed it, like, in all four quarters. Um, Early early in the season, like, we showed it a little bit in the first half against Ole Miss. But, like, we're a good team, and that's what people don't understand. But, like, I think people are starting to understand, and we're going to continue to show that moving forward. Um, What was it like? I mean, like I said, like, it, I didn't – What's not like people, people expect less, less of us, but like what we did was expected, you know, like when you know, when you know who you are and you know who, what we're capable of, like it, you're expected to like for us, you're expected to perform and, 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 uh, and ultimately like win or come out with a win, you know, play at a, our goal is to play at the highest level. And if we play at the highest level, then we have the capability of winning. And sometimes we didn't do that, but um, yeah, against Kentucky, that was huge. That was huge. Cause that was definitely during a time where like we didn't know we were like think like we didn't, we didn't know what, like we, we hadn't figured it all out. And then to see it all come together against Kentucky, that was huge. And then Florida, like my whole family graduated from Florida. I've always wanted to beat them since I stepped on foot on this campus. And so that was surreal for me. That was one of the best experiences that I had as well.
0: You know, and I want to ask you, cause you've played in the sec and, you know, the sec is widely regarded as the premier football conference. Um, yeah. In your time there, the SEC has had some insanely talented quarterbacks. Is there one that you've gone up against that stands out as, like, wow, that guy was head and shoulders better than everybody else i faced?
1: Joe Burrow. (laughs) Joe Burrow was a dog. Joe Burrow was a dog. That's that's really all I can say. That man was a dog. Like, yeah, I don't even even want to tell – like, I don't even want to tell – the experience that I had, like playing against him, and like what, like, so, like one instance that he had, but I'll just say that he's a dog. But um, also like Bryce Young is is insane for for like the measurables that he has, but for him to make the plays that he makes, like outside the pocket and whatnot, is awesome. One thing that I really really like a lot about Bryce Young is that I didn't know this up until like before we played him. Like even watching the tape, like you don't see you don't see um him do it, but every time he steps on the field, like before he starts to drive, like he gives praise to God, like. He, Gives praise to God, and I thought that was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, Joe Burrow and Bryce Young, two two dogs that I played against in terms of
0: quarterbacks. You know, and then I got to follow it up with the wide receivers because as good as the quarterbacks have been, I uh, I hate to say it, I think the wide receivers might have been better. So is there? Yeah, they were. I, I know Jamar, it's going to be hard Jamar, to pick one.
1: No, Jamar Chase is the first one that comes to mind every time. I mean, I played against Justin Jefferson too, but he got hurt when we played against us. But Jamar Chase for sure. And then this year, Jalen Hyatt was insane. Like Jalen Hyatt's speed is is unreal. Like I I I don't think I played like I played against some fast players from home. Like Anthony Schwartz is one who's on the Cleveland Browns right now. But Jalen Hyatt, that speed I have not seen. I have not seen before. But um, yeah, Jamar. I would say Jamar Chase is is the best receiver I played.
0: You know, and. Us being based out of Ohio, you know, and being right outside of Columbus, Ohio, everybody would say, well, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in college football, and CJ Stroud's better than Bryce Young. And I'm a Buckeyes fan, but I will say, uh, Bryce Young, I've always liked Bryce Young a lot. Right. Just, I mean, He's the smart. guy, there's something about him. He just plays football the right way, too. Yeah, he does. I want to get into how you play football because, like we talked about, you're a 2023 NFL draft prospect, you're a guy who's you know, not just, you know, a safety that's going to come up and, you know, hit you hard, but you do great in pass coverage as well. And I want to get into a little bit of your playing style. And I want to start with, is there anybody that you try to model your game around? Being from Florida, obviously guys like Ed Reed came out of the U, you know, great safety. But is there anybody that you try to model your game around? Um,
1: I've I've watched, I've studied a lot of players. Like, I've studied, like, Tyron Matthew a lot. I've studied... uh. Justin Simmons and Derwin James is my favorite safety when I was in high school, and I, I like that's still my favorite safety to watch in call in uh in in the NFL. Um, I want to say I try to model my game after any of them. I definitely, I definitely do take take what I can from them and apply it to my own um, repertoire of skills and whatnot. Um. Definitely, Derwin James is someone that I definitely like study though a lot, like heavily, just like the way how he plays, like his aggression, the way how he attacks the ball, the way how he attacks his opponents and whatnot. Definitely, definitely, Derwin James and, and Justin Simmons from like an IQ standpoint and the way how he's always in the right position to make plays, no matter where he is. Um, everything else I kind of just like like to just take take what they have and take it take it on as my own type deal. Like I like this, I like to think that I could do anything on the def- defensive side of the ball. I haven't been utilizing that way because. I was needed in a different way for my team, but I feel like I'm someone who could really do everything and anything when needed, especially with my IQ, my communication, and then just also just my play style.
0: You know, and that leads right into the next question. I know you've played safety at Vandy, um, but, you know, obviously as you get ready for the NFL, we've seen it before, the NFL is going to put you wherever they need you. And, you know, you are a versatile football player. So talk about how that versatility helps you not only as you prepare for a pro career, but also helps kind of separate you from other prospects in this class.
1: Yeah. So my first three years, I played strong safety. Like I was, I was I was a strong safety, like I was, I was also a dime too. Like I would I would line up on the tight ends, be manned up on tight ends, which I which I did a little bit of this past season. Um I would be in the box a lot, just coming up blitzing, um, not blitzing, just being in the box and run supporting or just being back and kind of being in, in quarters coverage on a slot receiver. Um and then being in the post of course. But then um the last two years I played uh, boundary safety, which is in, in college is known as free safety. And so that was me kind of just like being in the box a little bit, but also kind of just being like the QB of the of the defense, communicating at everyone, making sure everyone's in the right position, coming down and fitting fitting the run. But also just closing the post and just playing playing deep and whatnot. Um I just have a lot of I, that's that's just that's the versatility in itself. I didn't get I didn't get the, the blitz as much as I as I have in the past. Uh, this this past season, which which kind of sucks because I, I feel like I'm a really really good blitzer. But um, but yeah, no, I I'm I'm a very versatile player. I also know a lot of different positions. Um, because I've I've learned art like my defensive scheme so well, like I'm able to understand what other positions are doing. So, at times when I had to be put at different positions this past season, like it wasn't an issue because I knew what, what, what people had to do. And so, um, yeah, no, I'm, I, yeah, I would like to say like, I'm a very versatile player and I get, I I know, I know a lot of different positions,
0: you know, and I want to ask you as well, you know, if you could describe your own playing style in your own words, how would you describe the way you play the game of football?
1: Relentless, uh, aggressive, uh, tenacious, scrappy, um, just violent, very violent, violent and uh, savvy. I'll say violent and savvy. You know, like uh, like I'm I'm somewhat of an enforcer.
0: I was so, gonna say if I could throw one more word in there, I would say passionate. You know, one thing that pops out on your film is you want to be there. There was never a time watching you play where I was like, ah, he took that play off. You play with a lot of passion all the time.
1: Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely passion. I don't know why I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't even think about that. <laughs> but yeah, definitely passion. I, I do everything with passion. I do everything in life with passion. Like passion passion will take you a long way. In in my head. That's why that's how I think about it. If you're not doing things with like if whatever you do with like whatever purpose that you have in life, like you should be doing like passion should be attached with that.
0: You know, and I want to ask you a little bit, because everybody focuses, is you know, on the football field, but there's a lot off the football field that goes into being, you know, not only a great football player, but a great teammate. So I want to ask you, if a team takes a shot on you this April and, you know, they bring you in, what are they getting from you, not only as a football player, but as a person as well?
1: You're getting someone who's loyal, who's uh, who's going to be bought in, committed to whatever cause needed for the team, but for, like, the people around him as well, uh, someone who generally it was genuine genuinely cares about his peers generally cares about people cares about life and um just cares about being a blessing in other people's lives and um is also just passionate you're getting someone who works hard who works relentlessly who's going to lead by example who's going to um if he if he needs to carry some people on his back and get get them out of whatever they got going on like he's willing to do that um you're also just going to get someone who's Who's, uh, who's been raised right <laughs> by his parents and uh who's gonna you, you're not gonna have issues with because um yeah he's, he's yeah 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 that's 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 all I, that's what I could think of right now so
0: you know and I, I want to ask you we ask everybody this question you know and it's always interesting to see what different positions rank but if you could rank these three things one being the most important three being the least important if you could rank film room, weight room and the practice field where would you put them one to three
1: i would say film film might be number one but i mean people learn differently though people learn differently like in terms of like learning how to play the game and learning how to play your position and play like certain things like that practice like getting that repetition on the field is important like you need that experience but like if you watch it like you got, you also got to watch it and study it so that like you have an idea of what you're doing when you get out on the field. So I would say, I would say film room is first because this year, like the amount of film that I watched, like is the reason why like my my play was so much better this year than last year, or just like a lot more precise than last year. Um, I would say film room. Then, <sighs> I'm like I'm I like way ray room is big. But me, like I'm a I'm a naturally strong person. I didn't start like lifting for real until going into college, and it does play a huge role in college and in the next level. But um, I would say film room. Yeah, I would say film room. I would say weight room, and then and then and then practice. Yeah, you need you need the film and you need the the weight room so that on 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 the practice field, yeah, you have you, you're able to to hold your own. Everything else will come.
0: And I'll tell you, that's what when I ask that question outside of maybe quarterbacks, everybody else is pretty unanimous on that, because a lot of times they'll say, you know, you study on the film room first, then you prepare your body in the weight room, and then you go out on the practice field and put it all together. So I I also got to ask you, you know, as you get ready for, you know, the draft, what is what are you doing right now? Obviously, football season just ended, but there's a lot of all star bowls, combines. How are you keeping yourself mentally, physically prepared? And what are the next steps for you as you get ready for the draft?
1: Uh, Just sticking to my process. You know, I've had a process this whole past season in terms of just keeping my mind right, my body right, my spirit right, and uh, just my eating right, my health and diet right. Uh, I'm going to continue to do that. I'm also going to implement a lot of different things because I am in a transition phase in my life right now where I'm going to have to uh, train for uh, pro day testing and combine testing. Combine testing, pro day testing, and so really, um, what that entails is like I got I got invited to the college Gridiron iron showcase, so I'm definitely gonna attend that. So I gotta stay, I gotta stay in shape for that. But this past week, I did like, take some time to rest my body and to really heal, so that next week I, I'm able to like get back into things, um, not slowly but like just surely. Um, hopefully, I get invited to another All Star game uh these next coming weeks hoping that it's a hula bowl one of them one of them or NFL pa bowl one of them i don't know hoping uh either way no matter what we we still ball we still balling so um yeah it's just digging into like my own process and how i how i've done things and will continue to do things
0: you know and you alluded to earlier how you you know really respected Bryce Young for you know his how he gives thanks to the lord and his religious you know yeah. respect I got to ask you because you are someone who also, you know, keeps your religion very close to you. You tweet out a lot, you know, things like God 100 and stuff. So I want to ask you, how has, you know, your religious faith kept you grounded as a football player and person? And how do you feel it's helped get you to where you are today?
1: I mean, when you you understand who God is and just how great and amazing Mm -hmm. he is, it kind of put the, it put it puts things in perspective. It allows you to understand that you're so much more than what you do. You, like football is, is something that we do, but it's not who we are. And so, regardless of things that happen on the field, off the field, like I know I'm always be good because at the end of the day, God is God. God is amazing. He <laughs> he like to put things in perspective. This man, this man put his own son on the cross like to die for everybody. Like so when you when you think about that, you think about his love, his goodness, and all the things that he's done in your life and the the people around you in their life and just all the things all the, like when you really just appreciate all that you have and all that that he is it's just it' just it's, just it's just it's just a wonderful feeling it it helps you understand that like there's so much more to life than just like what you have going on it's just not it's not it's not always about you it's really not and so um like just holding on to that and understanding that, and just diving deep into that, keeping my faith strong, and just continuing to just build my faith up and really connect with, with um, with that idea and with God. Like, um, no matter no matter what I face, no matter no matter how things go, whether it's it's bad or good, um, keeping that in my mind, I just I'm not I'm not I'm not worried. I I know that, uh things are going to be all right. (laughs) You're going to be all right.
0: And I have to ask you as well, you know, on this show, we like to give advice to high schoolers, you know, and you alluded to earlier about being the underdog and how you've been the underdog for most of your career. So I want to ask you to give advice to a kid who maybe just isn't happy with his ranking, doesn't feel like, you know, maybe maybe he's a one-star. Maybe he didn't get any stars. Maybe he's not getting the offers he thought. Uh, What would you advice-wise say to that kid about just continuing to grind and not give up?
1: I would say that um you got to run your race and you can't compare yourself to others. You're on your own journey in your own life. It, and then you can't, you can't compare that with other people. They're, people aren't in your shoes. You're not in their shoes because you're who you are. Um, You're not in their shoes because they are who they are. And at the end of the day, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um, These rankings really don't matter. Uh, Just continue to get better and build yourself up and, good things will happen from that, especially if it's genuine and also just have fun with the game. Like this game is played. It's is meant to be fun. It's is meant to be played and to have fun. And I know there's like a lot of business aspects and a lot of just different politics with it, but you got to really like, if you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love what you do, do what you love. So if you don't really love it, then you might not, it might not be for you, but enjoy it and have fun while, while, while you, while you are in it, while you are in this process and this, um, in the season of your life. And so yeah, I'll just say I'll say that um you just gotta run your race. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Um and trust trust the process. Like that's all I can really say for real. Like stud, like studying film is important and keeping and, and take care of your body as well. Like take care of your body. Your body is so important. Like your body is your job too. Like you really have to take care of it. Like just be, some a big part of being able to play is just being available. And so taking, taking care of your body is so important, but I have fun as well.
0: You know, and I, I have to ask you as well, cause you were someone who, you know, you graduated, but you came back for a fifth year to pursue a master's and play another year. So I feel you're fitted to give a little bit of academic advice as well, because Vandy's not, you know, a cream puff academic wise, you know, that's a very yeah. prestigious academic institution. Um, so I have to ask you as well, if you could talk to a high school kid who uh, obviously a lot of us in you know high school probably didn't, Care enough about our grades. So, if you could mm-hmm. talk to a kid who's wanting to play at the next level, what would you tell them about the importance of keeping those grades up and you know taking the classroom just as serious as they take the football field?
1: The only way you're going to be able to get on the field is if you if you if you get good grades or decent grades. So, school is huge. It's it's very important. Plus, like I said, bro, like football isn't. Fo- football is not. It's it's what you do, but it's not who you are, and. Honestly, if you if you learn how to apply the same mindset, the same work ethic to your passions and to what you enjoy and to what you like to do, like playing football and like just that grind mindset, you could you could apply that to so many other aspects and facets of your life. And it's all about just making that switch in your brain and in your mind. And so, like, it's possible. Like, when you see me, like, I'm getting my masters at this school while also competing in the SEC. Like, it's possible. You just have to have that mindset and that that, that, that same work ethic, and you got to be able to apply it. How you do everything is how you do anything. So you wanna you wanna excel at everything that you do in life, no matter what it is, whether it's relationships, whether it's school, whether it's um whether it's meeting new people and just putting yourself out there, like just anything that you do in life, whether it's waking up, making your bed, brushing your teeth, you want to be the best person to brush it. You want to, you want to be the best teeth brush in the world. You want to be, you want to make your bed look like the best bed. Like you you compare your bed to someone else's bed. Your bed's better. Like you want to, it's all, it's all, it all matters. How you do everything is how you do anything. So when you, when you put that, when you bring that mindset to, to your everyday life, like then it'll help you, understand why grades are important also you just need grades so that you can play and not and not get suspended so yeah no school's important
0: and i want to end the interview by asking you you know we talked about your playing style you as the person but you know there's a lot of really good you know dbs and safety prospects in this year's draft you know my Buckeyes don't have a lot of them. We could have used a couple <laughs> of them against Michigan just a couple of weeks ago, but we're not yeah. going to talk about that because we made the playoffs, so we're we're yeah. good now. Yeah, y'all did. So I got to ask you, you know, if you could talk to one of the 32 NFL teams and they're taking a shot on you, why should they take a shot on Maxwell Worship, the player?
1: It's it's similar to what I said before. Like, my I have a high IQ. My IQ is extremely high. I'm gonna. I'm. By, I'm first year. Sure gonna be one of the best communicators that you get on the team. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be able to play it in all phases of the ball, whether it's special teams or defense, and I'm gonna make plays regardless. And I'm gonna bring energy to the team with my plays, with the plays that I make. You're gonna see the passion on the field. You're gonna see my teammates getting receiving that energy from the plays that I make, whether it's creating a turnover or a big hit or getting a big stop. Um but also like I'm I'm going to be someone that's going to gonna be able to keep teammates together, keep people together and not be in it for the materialistic stuff. Like it's for the love of the game. It's for the love of my team. It's all, it's for all of that.
0: Max, it's been an absolute blast having you on, man. I'm so, so happy we got you on and just can't wait to see your NFL journey. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on again, man. It's been an absolute blast.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Man. It means yeah, a lot. For,
0: for sure, man. Folks, That was Maxwell Worship, Vanderbilt safety, future NFL draft, player prospect, the whole nines. But, folks, that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.